Do you have knowledge that's just going to waste in your brain? Share it with me. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and teach me something in the comments. And I'll read it on the show and share it with a bunch of other people that have knowledge that's sitting in their brains waiting for me to read on the show. Also, if you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can go to patreon.com slash what's my thesis. We have some interesting stuff in the works. I'm basically going to double up the workload and make exclusive content, which is going to be very exciting. But uh, I'm just waiting to pull the trigger before I do that. I want to get everything super organized. (laughs) But yeah, consider that. Today's guest is Bethany Irons, and I'm saying that now because I've kind of known her through Instagram. I've never met her in person. This is actually the first time I've spoken to her uh, before, but we have an Instagram friendship. Uh, You guys may have heard the interview with her husband, Tony Irons, um, who I uh, am maybe a little bit more acquainted with. But um, but it was really interesting to talk to her because I've had her booked as a guest for a very long time. She's been super busy getting her doctorate. And yeah, I'm super excited to have the first doctor on the show. She's also someone whose work I am very, very uh, into. And uh, full disclosure, she also contributes to the show, which I think is very awesome and supportive of her. And I want to thank her again for that. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. yeah. What's my thesis? What's my thesis? What's my thesis? right now it's more of like the way that I'm using it anyways is more of like a website. And I think the, the people that I follow that I really enjoy following are those that, um, just post really random things and post things that are funny, that are not so highly curated, that are, um, just, yeah, pictures from their daily lives that are, um, yeah, again, like not so controlled like yeah. mine, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and I understand that sense because that's basically how I feel. Like I, I do feel like uh, uh, part of the reason that I just like train wrecked this week is I'm just like, like it's that love-hate part where I, I've just like, okay, like the posting and all of that shit, it was just getting to me, you know, Um the the rigor of doing it as a discipline mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's uh it can it can be um it can be unfulfilling especially yeah. uh because to some degree you're trying to expose something of yourself and then if it feels like um you know contrite or if it feels like it's that same thing of like uh, one of the things that 
I don't, I'm not confident saying it annoys me, but I think is an interesting thing is when people are like felt cute might delete like yeah. that, but that's such an interesting concept. It's, it, it, uh, it immediately puts whatever you're posting within a specific mind frame, which is, I'm not confident about this, but I'm trying to be vulnerable or I'm mm-hmm. trying to share it or, you know, like, I don't want you to read into this which is a really interesting thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I just feel like, um, you know, like, like for example, I, sometimes, especially when I'm like, you know, it, it's, it, it, for me, there's a lot of like uncertainty with what it is that I'm doing with it. You know, not, not insecurity in terms of like how... I do feel very confident with in terms of like or whatever. It's an amalgam. No one post, as long as it's not an offensive thing, <laughs> is yeah. really representative of me. It's just representative of something. So if I have posted something that I'm not like super psyched about, ultimately, I'm not going to delete it unless like I immediately like edit it, right? But mm-hmm. um, but there is a vulnerability that happens there where you're like. Um, sometimes I find that you're expressing things and people misunderstand it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where, or, or, and there is something that I find problematic is that I, to some degree do enjoy a level of trolling. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I love trolling. But you get, but, I think, yeah, go ahead. I think everybody does. Yeah. I know, but, but to a certain degree, but it's my, it, it, it appeals to my basest instincts. So <laughs> it is a very, uh, raw, I, I'm a silent troller. You're a silent troller. <laughs> How do you silently troll? No, no, I'm, I'm a silent judger. No, oh, okay. I, I, uh, no, it's, um, there, um, I think that one of the things there, there's definitely comparison, that happens on any, any sort of social platform. Uh I mean, whether we want it to or not, like it, it just happens. And I think that, um, that that's one of the things that is great about it. Um, and one of the things that's horrible about it, that, Mm -hmm. that makes people, you know, quit it all together and just get totally frustrated with it and frustrated with themselves even worse. Um, And I think that if you're, you know, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier, it's like, if you're getting to that point to where it's like, it's being detrimental to your practice and, and to, you know, if you're like, why am I even doing this? Then I would say, stop, you know, don't, don't do it. It's not, it's not worth it. If you're not like, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that there's, there's always that level of judgment. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, I do a fucking podcast where I pretty much talk shit all the time. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm not concerned with being judged. Uh, Like that really, I mean, it was an issue at one point, you know, when I was first feeling very exposed. That's not something. And I, and and it's a valid thing to feel. Uh, and, and I definitely, look, I, there's no doubt that people that like me as a person and like my show and, uh, are going to be not a hundred percent with me all the time. Like 
I don't feel 100% of anybody that I like and respect, especially podcasters, right? So I've made my peace with that. What, uh, what I don't like is, is feeling good about trolling, it, 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 specifically with like um, uh, certain just like... Uh, the most specific thing is just, uh, I get so much satisfaction in letting people know how I feel about NPR (laughs) and that's not winning me any fucking friends, but it is so fucking problematic, you know? And those, those are the times when I'm like, you know, like I just got to though, it it feels so good, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And and so it's asserting asserting your, again, your persona, it's asserting yeah. your, who you are in, in one way or and, and actually it, it, and, and I think it's not, I think persona is more accurate, right? Because I have made a specific decision to address certain things, right? Like there are certain things I won't talk about, but there are certain things I will like fucking criminal justice reform is an important one for me. Uh, and, and, and then also imperialism is important for me. And the, the, and one of the things that I get a real satisfaction is telling people that think they're on the left, that they believe in some really fucked up shit, especially when we're in a culture that's so much about being woke and virtue signaling. You see a lot of virtue signaling (laughs) on, uh, on on Instagram, like a lot of people being like, "I'm so woke," and that just like uh, th- to me that that's what I judge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I don't know, I I it, it it's a really interesting uh, conversation. We I mean we can just keep talking about Instagram for two hours. I don't I, and we we could de- easily do it, so I don't mind doing that. But. Um, and I, I'm realizing that you're a very good listener and not much of an, or, and you wait to speak, which is very polite of you. <laughs> so I'm having to stop myself from going on rants, but, uh, but yeah, I have like, I mean, I'm pretty mixed on how I feel, uh, about, I, I also feel like I see a lot of people that I like and respect posting political stuff and posting political articles um and for me like one of my pet peeves is just like when people are just obsessed with like you know like seven or eight like uh articles on trump and i'm like we get it dude (laughs) we're all in agreement yeah (laughs) you know uh Mm -hmm. and so so i don't know uh you seem to steer away from politics which i think is probably safer uh, for your mental well-being. And I also feel like you know, I have to be careful what I talk about so that I can back it up because a lot of times people will be like, will confront me and then I'll have a really healthy conversation with them about it where they are like, they think that I'm being ignorant and then they're like, oh, actually, this is a very well thought out thing that he's saying. But sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's, um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily not want to talk about politics, but like I was saying earlier, it's something that, that I kind of shy away from on something like a podcast because it's more set in stone. Uh, and I'm very untrustworthy of anyone in power. Yeah. And, 
And you don't want to uh, <laughs> be put in, locked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to lock it up with anybody. Uh, I'm I'm very much uh, pro Bernie. I am yeah. a very. Uh, I oh, love, we don't have to get I, into politics. I love me some Bernie. That's yeah, yeah. that's pretty much all I'll say. But um, but yeah, I I think that. Um, we, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking I, specifically to uh, Instagram usage, which for me does get a little political. But it uh, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's I, I, in uh, like in your terms, like you can talk about that, and and we can shy away from politics. No, and you know that's um, like I was talking about before. That's kind of one of the reasons why I shied away from Facebook um, yeah. was because you know with the whole you know the past election and with my family is very divided. Um, yeah. I have a lot of family that is very super conservative and I am not at all. And, um, and I'm, you know I'm if not, you, if, and from my standpoint, if you were very conservative, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd still want to talk to you. Like, because, well, because I do feel like that's one of the problematic things that's happening in, in, in the political discourse, which is where I get so much satisfaction trolling people. Yeah. But go ahead. (laughs) And, you know, I, um, my philosophy is that I would not want anyone to tell me what to believe and I wouldn't want anybody to, um, and that's, that's kind of the pushback that I was getting, um, a lot of the time. And so I just kind of shut that down and, you know, I, I didn't want to have a conversation with somebody that was trying to tell me that, you know, that what I was believing was wrong and that didn't want to have an intelligent conversation with me. And so, um, so yeah, I decided to go towards a much more image based, uh, platform, uh, which is Instagram. But again, it's still a a very much political, uh, platform if you choose it to, to be that, um, but again, it's it's all about how you're curating it, and same goes with Facebook too. But but it seems with Instagram, you know, in in my opinion, that you know you can you make you can make it a little bit more what you want it to be. Yeah. Well, I'll put it this way: I had <laughs> a falling out with a friend that I didn't realize had gotten as serious, and <laughs> he unfollowed me on fa- on Instagram, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then he unfriended me on Facebook and was like, what? (laughs) It was that fucking serious. So I think that speaks to sort of the obligations that comes with Facebook. Also, you can have alter egos. Like you're allowed, you're not allowed to be anybody else on Facebook. You have to be your name, right? It's, it's sort of its thing. Whereas um, there's a little bit, more persona building intrinsically. I mean, I just, Mm -hmm. you and I both go by our names, but, uh, you know, irons is irons. Tony is irons international, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, there's flexibility in how you, uh, quote unquote brand yourself. I'm trying to find a substitute Mm -hmm. word because that's a problematic word. But so like, you know, I feel like with the political side of it, and I do think, I do think that to some degree it is healthier the way that it's taking place on Instagram because the only place to really put a lot of fucking text is in a post. And if you're going to post something political, like on your actual post, uh, it's, it's, uh, 
like you can read it, but you can also just not read it. <laughs> Whereas yeah. I think Facebook is so text heavy that it's like you're like you're drawn to that. Whereas in Instagram, you're drawn to the image. And if you're doing stuff on a on a Facebook story or as on an Instagram story, it's fleeting and you can, you know, you can't like, there's a limit to how much text you can put there. So it ends up being mm. more like memes and memes I think are fucking brilliant. <laughs> and I think it's, it's, it's amazing. It is, Go ahead. It's doing it a little bit more creatively, I yeah. guess. I appreciate yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, using and it's not images, a manifesto. And text. It, you you, you yeah. know, it's not like a fucking diatribe. Oh, I, I remember I was already off uh, Facebook, but I logged back on around the Casey Anthony stuff and someone just put a big diatribe and I was like, I didn't even know what was going on <laughs> with, uh, with that story. But it was just like, even back when that shit was happening, it was like just unsolicited opinions. <laughs> yeah. but, but I do, I do find... You know, and I'm not like at all, I do think that there, the, that there's a great cultural thing that's happening um, that is about analyzing words. And, 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 but I find that the most of the acceptance for it comes from now that, um, that like gay culture has been embraced by, uh, you know, and Latin American culture as well. You know, we, we do have uh, movie stars as, as well. But that I, th- I feel like wokeness kind of comes from a very, uh, very much a perspective of fighting for, um, for gay rights and things and, and women's rights and stuff like that. And what I find great about that is that once you start analyzing the way that language is used to begin with, there's an opportunity to expand on that and be like, yes, I agree with what you're saying about that. And then what about this, you know, like, uh, like cultural assumptions. But one of the things that I find funny is that in, um, on Instagram, there's the word savage (laughs) as like this really Mm -hmm. cool and like, just like hip, like, yo, that was like, a way of marginalizing a group of people and saying that we needed to come in and take them over and, and with, through imperialism. So it, for me, even little things like that, that you start to notice in, um, in terms of like, uh, me too. And all of these things that are very powerful movements that are happening because we have this fucking shithead in the white house, right? Like, there is something that's very exciting to me, and it's it's almost hard for me to not be a part of, uh, in 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 sort of like not letting people um, forget that there is like the whole foundation <laughs> is rotten. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I, so it, it, but for me that's interesting. What um, what you follow some really interesting design. Uh, Instagram's ones. My friend has a really good one that's about Santeria, where she uh, she just posts and teaches you like that's what she uses with the the text space for. She just gives you this is a, a, an Oshun and like really fascinating stuff. So there are some really good. It's like a tool for really interesting educational things. It's so versatile. Um, oh, what what's her uh, Palma de Miami? Like palm with an A at the end of it. 
de Miami. And so, yeah, and and it's, I don't know how she manages to keep that and her personal Instagram, but hers is a little bit more social. Maybe I should just get more comfortable with like taking pictures of myself and selfies and stuff because uh, I follow a few people that have uh, very interesting um, ones that are also very vulnerable. They don't feel mm -hmm. as narcissists where their Facebook uh, or their selfies are not, there's so much, somewhat about loneliness. <laughs> so it's interesting. The selfie is, is something that, yeah, I can't, can't bring myself to, to be comfortable with that. Yeah. I, I applaud those who can do it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel so incredibly uncomfortable mm -hmm. doing it. Um, yeah. And I, I guess it's just about insecurities, I suppose, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah, really applaud those accounts and love those accounts that are able to put themselves out there and be vulnerable like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's just not, I, I'm just not at that place yet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Absolutely. And that, yeah. you know, and that, and that also has to do with like your practice as well. Right. <laughs> and what fascinates you about what fascinates you. Yeah. Like I'm, uh, yeah, like I'll, um, I don't know. I, even in my, my digital paintings or whatever, like I'm, I'm not interested in the face. I'm interested in the patterns, like the patterns yeah. on the t-shirt, the patterns on the walls, the the architecture of the room. Like I'm not necessarily interested in the eyes or the lips or the nose or the facial structure necessarily. It's the, the patterning, the, the textile, yeah. the textures. Um, so no, I guess, and, yeah, and that has very, a little bit to do, but they're also very, um, there's like, uh, because they're digital paintings, there's an, a level of, um, distance, But at the same time, it's very homey because of the content, which is uh, a fun little s space to live in. I don't know if anyone's ever said that or if it's obvious. <laughs> oh, no, nobody's ever said that yet. That's, and, and I guess it's, it's, um, it's a way to kind of, I don't know, rearrange things like having, having control over things, like rearrange the world in a way that you know, I want it to, I don't know. It's like the ultimate control freak way of like rearranging my utopian world, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you need everything like, just so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going back to like our super clean house, but, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but it's also like got a little bit of like symbolic things having to do with like jealousy and yeah, again, control and the more <laughs> sort of seedy side of that too. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's interesting too, like how, how Instagram has influenced my artwork in that I started following these accounts. Um, they're, they're called, uh, old school moms and old school dads. Okay. Uh, and it's basically, these are accounts that people, I think they'll just like submit, uh, old pictures of their dads and their moms and this account will repost them. Uh -huh. And they're like these great pictures from like the seventies and eighties, kind nice. of like my, my generation when I grew up and 
just these like great pictures of dads and moms and, uh, like with the big hair and like the seventies clothing and like the great patterns and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, totally my aesthetic. Um, Uh but I thought it like really sweet and just, um, like just a really utopian view of, uh, parental figures. Uh Um, idealizing them very idealized. Yes. Uh, and so I've, I've been kind of hoarding some of those photos that I thought were just really, um, aesthetically pleasing to me and, uh, super idealized. And I've been working on, on some of those mm. lately and appropriating them and kind of mesh in meshing them with my own memories and coming up with a new series. But, but yeah, using Instagram as source imagery has been really helpful. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, so you, do you ever feel like you are going to pursue maybe trying like, I, is your fascination with it as a tool or as maybe a place where you can start to do more of this performative stuff? I, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the episode with uh, Laura Hyunji Kim, but she does like a lot of performative stuff that kind of influences sort of, I mean, she dances, it's very different, mm-hmm. but, uh, but the idea do you are you trying to transcend instagram ever is that do you even think that's possible and make artwork on it that exists as artwork despite the fact that it's on the platform or do you not worry about that i guess i'm not i'm not too concerned with it i'm i'm not trying to transcend it uh, <laughs> it's such a cheesy way to say that but yeah no 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 not at all it's uh it's something that that i thought about though it's a great question i think that um that you know it's um i think it's a great tool and mm. i think that it's something that that i find myself almost working with in tandem. It's almost like a, like a partner. I, I, that's how I view it. Um, like not just a tool, but a partner would be maybe a little bit better of a term. Um, because I'm, I'm using it for like research, but it's also, um, a place where I post things. It's a place where I connect with other people. Um, but I also use it to make connections between works of art in uh-huh. a way that I can't necessarily, or don't necessarily do on my website because I don't look at my website as frequently. Um, but then also I'm not looking like with my website, I'm not looking at that. And then also going to look at other people's work, uh, on their website. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I do with Instagram. So it's like, I'm looking at my work and then looking at other people's work and then back to, you know, it's, it's an interesting way to where I can look at my work with in a community of other people's artwork. Um, so question, can you, uh, can you like someone's work on Instagram if you don't like their persona? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so hmm, if I don't like, you know, if you, if if you, if you like their drawings and or whatever the actual medium is, but then their personal lives doesn't appeal to you. Like, 
I, I don't know how, obviously, we're, we're hoping something less barbar less than barbaric or racist or sexist or anything like that. We're not talking about, like, can you appreciate uh, Louis C.K.'s comedy? Like, we're talking in terms of, like, uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't sure. fuck with your aesthetics. I don't know. I, it's actually, I guess, <laughs> when you take out all those offensive things, can you really object to someone's lifestyle? <laughs> sure. Unless uh, you're being bigoted yourself. You know, I've had this conversation with Tony a couple of times. It's, you know, I think that art and life, I just, I feel like they're so inextricably connected that it's, it's hard to separate them. It's hard to separate the artist from the artwork. Uh -huh. Um, for me, it's, it's so hard to separate them. And well, that's a with, very contemporary way of thinking it, especially it, post me too. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I mean, yeah, it's which I, I I'm starting to agree with, but I don't I don't know if that uh, has to do with I don't know why that's happening now. That's an interesting thing. Is it because we're seeing the? It's almost like expected to be able to see even people like Alex Soth have has his little brown mushroom, and which by the mm -hmm. way is a brand. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, even though it's uh, I guess once you become that big, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's. Like for instance, I mean, there's, there's people like that I went to grad school with that I didn't particularly care for. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but their, their work I kind of liked, but it's like, I, I just couldn't really, I don't know. I couldn't get past the fact that I just thought that they were a jerk, you yeah, know, yeah. and I couldn't like, <laughs> and I guess that, that that's maybe you know, uh, a character flaw in me. I just got to get like past that. But I, uh, to me, I just can't, I don't know. It's what's more important to me on the hierarchy of, I don't know, on the hierarchy of things is, is somebody a good person? First off, uh -huh. that's what I care about. Then is their artwork good? And <laughs> that's, that comes secondary to everything else. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, yeah. And so th that's a great question. I feel but like and I also, it, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, so yeah, in answer to your question, you know, if, and that, that to, to kind of, I guess, go with what you were saying with, you know, um, aside from like huge character flaws of like, is this person a racist? Are they sexist? And all of that. If, if they're just like somebody who, kind of on the opposite end of things, like is a great person, but makes horrible art. Can, you know, can I still get on board with what they're doing? I think I'm more, uh, I don't know. I, I'm more susceptible to getting on board with that. Like yeah. if they're a good person and they are trying and attempting to make artwork, but they're just, you know, not there yet. Like I'm more on board with that. Yeah. Well, there's always potential to uh, learn and 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 grow yeah. as an artist. Whereas as a person, <laughs> it's a little harder. If they're just a bastard and yeah. they're like, but they're making quote unquote like good work. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is I don't your, care. Your animosity is coming out as very gender specific. There, <laughs> I'm assuming it's dudes you didn't like at grad school, which yeah, I, know. I can get behind. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I do I do think it's an interesting question though because. Uh, and not to, like, I just, I'm curious about it because 
also it's it's one of those things that as in the world that we live in where social media it, i mean there used to be things whispered about celebrities yes but the the sex tape phenomenon and all like the the ability to just or the lack of privacy you know um what's it called the, the artists were not necessarily public figures in the same way that they are now where you can get on uh, a famous a famous artists uh, Instagram and follow them and get a sense of their persona, right? Or mm -hmm. what they're projecting out there, what their daily life is. Whereas, uh, there was a time where like, it was only your writing <laughs> and your work. And, you know, of course there were all the legendary Picasso quotes and I choose him specifically because of that. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hannah Gatsby thing, but she, uh, says that because he was 40 and he slept, I'm, I'm butchering this and I'm not, saying either way it's an interesting question but um but that is an artist that maybe if he lived on instagram now <laughs> would not yeah. have the fucking cloud because he's kind of a skeezy slimy thing right mm -hmm. so maybe as things become more public uh i don't and this is definitely a maybe but um you know the 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 onus is on you to be a better person <laughs> and you know that also goes with i mean on Instagram, there's this persona that we are all curating and that may very well have nothing to do with who we really are. Yes. Um, and so we're getting, you know, a snippet of what somebody is. And so, um, but everybody you know, has to consider it now. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And I think that, um, that it is something to be considered, um, but also to be considered is the fact that that's not the whole story yeah. either, uh, which I think we all know. But it's because um, I mean, obviously, you and Tony have bodies buried under your floorboards, but yeah, <laughs> we all yeah we all have. Um, we're oh, all I wasn't very speaking in metaphors. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was saying we that you guys were a murderous have, couple. <laughs> that's what connects us. We are. Um, well, we live in Missouri. I mean, come on. No, There's nothing uh, to do other than kill people. Yeah, that's what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all like everybody's complicated, yeah. and I mean, I think that 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 goes without saying. I mean, nobody's perfect, you know. But it's um, and I think in the grand scheme of things, it's. I mean. Gauguin, Picasso, I mean, they... <laughs> Gauguin is so problematic, though. I mean, <laughs> In today's issues, it's like, it's I'm like, go paint these savages. If, <laughs> if they lived today, would they uh, be as successful? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but if they lived today, they probably wouldn't have done the things that they did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Probably not because it's, it was, it's a different time. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But, but then that goes, that goes into an interesting thing, right? Where it goes into that conversation about wokeness. Uh, yeah. because it, it, it is, there is something that like, I've noticed that if you have family members who maybe voted for Trump, uh, <laughs> you yeah. probably also have family members who are, are probably a little bit racist and, uh, not that all Trump supporters are racist, but, um, that, that, you know, to some degree you have to make peace with that, 
right? <laughs> you have mm-hmm. to sort of be like, and, and I think that that manifests itself on something that you just said, which is like, it was a different time, right? And, and one of the things that I find fascinating about that is that you, especially right now, you wouldn't necessarily be able to get away with saying that about rapists. And obviously that's a, oh, yeah. a very different yeah. thing. But at the same time, there's almost this like, um, I do feel, and that goes back to like what, what my my trolling, the satisfaction of my trolling of being being like, yo, <laughs> I appreciate that you guys are woke, but let, let's wake up a little bit more because like uh, your parent, your your relatives that you give that excuse to probably made people's lives miserable on some level, right? Like, uh, I think maybe a better comparison would be like a complete misogynist and being like, Oh, he's from a different time rather than a rapist. But it's still this, like, um, what's really exciting to me about right now about living right fucking now is that there is this like ability to step back and just look at everything and be like, you know what? It's kind of all fair game. Cause it's all pretty fucked up. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, it's, um, which is why people like Picasso <laughs> probably wouldn't thrive. Uh, no. assuming his genius is eternal and he would be making relevant work relevant to today, not like coming out and making cubism. He still couldn't get away with being the piece of shit that he was then, which opens no. the field up for like talented artists that, <laughs> you know, are not, uh, okay with shady shit that people in power do. (laughs) Yeah. And definitely. And also just to say this, not an excuse to say, you know, it, it was a different time. No, no, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't mean uh, that you were saying it like that. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that also we're, um, and again, this is, not an excuse for people, but I think we're all products of our environments. Yes. Um, and, um, and products of what we're taught. Um, and I think that it's, that kind of goes again to our scopes of influence, uh, going back to like Instagram and kind of the micro sense here, I guess. But, um, what we see, we learn from what we see. We learn from what we curate within that scope of influence, whether it be politics, whether it be art, what we allow within our vision, we're going to learn from that. We're going to emulate that. We're going to repeat that. Um, and so I think that it's, it's more than just Instagram. It's more than just images. It's more than just art. It's, it's more than just about our artist persona. It's about what we let in our lives and it's about what we put out there. Yeah. Yeah. And actually you've been saying curate, um, which I think is a valid way of describing it, but you've said it so many times that I also realized that it's the same thing as a bubble, right? Like when Mm -hmm. you're, you're curating your bubble and you're curating what you let in, which is sort of what, um, like, uh, which is interesting, uh, because that has to do with your tastes as well as, as your experience. And, and so that kind of goes to what, uh, and what's important to you in your life, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I was a teenager now, who knows who I'd be following? I would, uh, (laughs) yeah, I, I would be following very different people. I would Mm -hmm. have a very different understanding of what 
things mean and uh, what is my hierarchy of, of values would change entirely where I would be, I wouldn't have grown up like we did without it. I would have grown up with Facebook and thinking Facebook was whack. And then, <laughs> oh, like this speaks to me more. But mm-hmm. I, d- I definitely feel like neither of us really can say what this shit is doing to us because <laughs> it is part of our experience. And it, it does. Images are fucking real in a very strange way that, um, you know, once you can visualize, it's, it, it goes to like what athletes, what they say about athletes trying to visualize stuff and shit like that. Like visualization is a very powerful thing. And as somebody that used to train players, like you do not want people practicing the wrong thing or visualizing the wrong thing because then they reinforce it and keep doing the same shit over and over again. Right. So, so just on that level, the images that you consume are very powerful and and uh it, like that's why propaganda uh has boomed into like a an industry <laughs> that is like you know kind of like like the advertising industry is this whole multi-million dollar thing which is what all our parents wish our their kids would, <laughs> that had creative talent would go to but yeah well yeah and i guess going back into politics, the election and yeah, yeah. the, the, um, and going back into Facebook, I guess just, um, it's, it's kind of hard for me to, even after researching all of this, it's hard for me to still, um, accept the fact that people are so gullible with images. Yeah. Um, but it's also at the same time, it's, um, images are very powerful. And I, I do also realize that. And that's also the reason why I'm an artist and why mm. I'm, uh, an art educator, because I realize how powerful they are. Um, and just how much influence they do have over people and how they need to be used, um, with but do you, intent. Do you ever wonder if the, if there is a sophistication coming just by the fact that we interact with them so much more proactively as opposed to in our generation when it was magazines right Mm -hmm. uh that it was that advertising existed in that plane whereas now i i don't know it might have something to do with this like our (laughs) whole society breaking down and becoming aware of itself (laughs) right where where if you become knowledgeable about image making just by doing even belfies and shit like that you start to become sophisticated and understand (laughs) the illusion right um yeah i I follow, um, I think it's called, um, teen time machine on Instagram, okay. but they, um, they you follow have some all of, fun accounts. I need to get into I, some of the shit you're following <laughs> there. Well, it's a lot of these, these like seemingly fun accounts, but it's all propaganda and it's all, um, uh, like advertisements from the eighties uh-huh. and stuff like that. Uh, but eighties and nineties and, uh, uh, but this teen teen time machine is um, like seventeen magazine, sassy magazine, yeah, yeah. American Girl magazines um, that I grew up with, yeah. and it's straight from these magazines, all these advertisements and pages from these magazines, and it's amazing to me just what they they got away with back then. Yeah. <laughs> but now, looking back on it, now that 
we are, I guess to use that term a little more woke, it's, um, it's amazing yeah. to me that, that they did some of those things and some of the stuff that they said and used and some of the images it's, it's crazy, but yeah, we're, we're becoming much more aware of ourselves and, um, images used as propaganda, I think for sure. And that has to do with the fact that we're becoming very image saturated. Um, we see images everywhere. We are inundated with them all day, every day, TV, magazines. I mean, our phones, um, I mean, screen time, for instance, Yes. like I, I get my report every week and it just astounds me how much time I spend on my phone. I'm so disappointed in myself, but (laughs) it's, it's amazing how much time I'm spent. And all of that is spent either, I mean, reading or looking at images and I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's all saturating. I mean, our brains and making us more aware of what we're being fed in a way that we we weren't, you know, when you or I were growing up. Yeah. Well, uh, this guy, Jake Flores, uh, is a comedian, has a podcast that's a lefty podcast. He talks about monoculture and how we don't have a monoculture. And I think that that, uh, even within a platform like Instagram, it's nicheification, right? And same thing with podcasting. It's all all going after very specific niche markets. You're looking for, I'm looking for people in South Dakota, like your friend, <laughs> who I didn't know existed. Yeah. And, 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 and you're looking for that. Um, but everybody, everybody, it's, it, 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 I mean, I know that people have their problems with Andy Warhol uh, and call him overrated, but whatever you want to say about if he was the first person that thought about the idea of 15 minutes of fame, but that is the reality. We are all ambassadors of our, we all have personas. There used to be a time where you could just be a genuine person. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't mean to say it like that, but but there is true. There is, but, but then there's a thoughtfulness that maybe happens that might be healthy. It might be healthy to consider what you're putting out there and then know your own dark secrets. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's a, it's a fascinating fucking field of uh, study that is only getting started uh, any any other highlights from your uh, dissertation that you don't want us to skip? Because this is all fucking fascinating. You know, uh, I think we pretty much covered a lot of it. You know, it's it's interesting because it's um, Instagram is a very political place. Whether you know, I and I'm here's me, you know, trying to kind of keep it out of it because I'm, you know, I don't. Yeah. But then, but then it is, and it's inevitable that politics become a part of the conversation. Um, because, you know, even just taking into account censorship, um, and that was one of the things that came up a lot in the submissions that I had to the show. The show was called, um, friends with benefits, the the show that I had people submit their, their responses to, um, how does Instagram impact your studio practice? And, some people had said that censorship, like how Instagram, you know, censors their photos, um, how, because of the fact that, you know, the, the Instagram age is 13 and up 
there are minor children on yeah. there, you know, you can't show certain things and that they feel like Instagram impedes or, you know, um, I guess impedes their practice in some ways to where they can't put their full artistic, uh, practice on display, um, because of that. Uh, and I think that, that that's something that involves people, you know, you're curating your audience there again, that word curating, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you're curating your audience that, somebody's reporting those images. I mean, typically that's how something gets taken down. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I don't know that, that goes to that, you know, do you, do you make your profile public or private? And even if it's private, that doesn't necessarily stop you from getting reported. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes is one person. Yeah. And which is unfortunate that, but although I I I am in the back of my head thinking like, the amount of dicks we have been saved from looking at. <laughs> yes, there's a... <laughs> that, by that censorship, I'm so fucking, like, you know... <laughs> there's an I'm... upside to it. <laughs> Not that I don't want to see your dick in the art context, but on my phone <laughs> to just randomly be like, oh, I'm looking at Instagram, uh, you know, especially, like, if I'm in an elevator flipping through it while I'm making a food delivery, I'm just like, all of a sudden a dick, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not something I want to see. I've uh I've gotten gotten a couple of those on Snapchat just um randomly. Sorry for laughing. It's just men are so dumb. <laughs> no, no, I I right there with you. It's uh I've never it, it never occurred to me and I'm virtue signaling hard here, but just the idea that someone would want to look at my dick is so absurd. <laughs> You know, I, Just look I've never at got, it. <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten that. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so thank you, Instagram for that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. But don't censor our actual artwork. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Although, but yeah, no, but I do see some things allowed within communities. Like there is a level of self-policing involved there that if something's not like outright too uh egregious or whether if the intention is like art sometimes it gets a pass i've seen nipples and yeah and stuff like that yeah there's there's certain things that and it seems like it's gotten a little bit more i don't know like choosy over the years like as as far as like what's art, what's an art image and what's like pornography or what's like just outright, you know, just trying to show (laughs) your body off or whatever. Right. I mean, it, um, there was a porn film that aired that debuted at con that got, uh, huge. uh, It's these two guys that are, that got murdered in a famous murder or one of them got murdered in a famous murder. But, uh, yeah, like (laughs) that line is always sort of wavering. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, there's a fine line there for sure. It's, um, but yeah, uh, censorship. Um, yeah. Cause there was, there was basically, there was a whole set of different categories that came from those. So there was, so how it affects people's practice. It was motivation, reflection, um, 
place, research, experimentation, networking and promotion, curation and display, connection to other people. And then there was this category, which was probably the most interesting to me. And it was called it's complicated, Uh which was basically people who just basically had like a love hate relationship. Um, and with the, it's complicated category that was the censorship, but then also, um, uh, people basically like staging their lives too much or, feeling like they're staging their lives a little bit too much for an audience and not doing like an authentic, um, you know, it, uh, display of their artwork, that sort of thing. Um, or like the Instagram is basically like an external validation trap for others, you know, with the yeah. likes again, right. That sort of thing. And that's um, not on, that's not inaccurate. No. <laughs> double negative for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not at all. It's, um, but then I think overall it's, I think the connecting factor with everybody is the fact that it's a way to connect with other people. I mean, that's, why everybody's on it. Uh, it's, it's not like a website, right. Where you're just posting things just to post it. Right. It's you're connecting with other people. You're, you're on there because other people are on there. Um, well, and, and, and it is a very good way or a very accessible way to build an audience. And I think that that, that is very specific. Again, going back to that difference between Facebook and, um, and uh, Instagram, the comparison is like, yeah, you you are Instagram. The people that follow you feel like more of an audience that's genuinely genuinely interested in what you're putting, the content that you're making. Whereas, I wouldn't even call what uh, Facebook posts content because the audience is like. People that are familiar to you and don't necessarily agree with you, so it, it's a very different, yeah. Not to reiterate the same point, but I do feel like that is a distinction that matters tremendously in 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 the ter- in terms of like uh, facilitating artist practices um, as opposed to like bankers who get to show how much money they have in their Bentleys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and I think that where the the big problem that a lot of people have with this is that is it a real connection to other people. And like, is it, is it, is it, is it something that is preventing you from actually going out uh, to art openings? Is it something that's preventing you from actually like going out and having these real life experiences? And sometimes I think that it is for me. Um, Mm. I think that, uh, you know, I spend way too much time on my phone. I think that, I can get trapped in that, uh, uh, you know, web of, you know, Instagram as being like, oh, well, I've kind of done my, my marketing work on, on Instagram. So I'm good. Right. Yeah. And then forget (laughs) about the fact that like, oh, I actually need to like go to art openings and stuff like that. Or have human Uh, contact. Yeah. And like so many, so that's different. But like when you live alone, (laughs) it can be problematic to just be like, yeah, I talked to this person. I talked to this person. I sent this person a message. And then you're just like, I haven't seen a human being in like a while. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um, well, and I mean, I, there's, a lot of times that, you know, Tony's the only person I talk to most days, like face to face. Right. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that I go back and forth with a lot, you know, is, is this a, a real connection? And a lot of the time, I mean, I come out of it thinking that it is, it is real because it's, you know, I'm, again, I had mentioned this earlier, but I've had real shows come out of it. I've had like yeah. artwork that sold out of it. I've actually gone and met people at shows that I've, you know, met on Instagram, right. It leads to other things. Um, and I feel like it's, it's very similar to those other connections, but it's never a replacement. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it, and it does, it does also titillate you into wanting to do that as well. Right. And, and I think that like, for, for example, your example of me, uh, meeting people online that you went to see their shows and met them in person, like that is facilitating real life connection that becomes real life connection. Right. And to some degree, yeah. we've never, I've never met you or Tony, but I've had a two hour conversation with both of you now. And, uh, it's like, we talk about, I mean, <laughs> I, maybe with you, I was just sharing more of myself and my insecurities uh, with Instagram, which I think is good because like, uh, it is a tool that I use and it is so central to this process that I don't want to be like, I don't want people to think that I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what. <laughs> no, I know, but what I, they're or, doing. or that I think that I know what I'm doing. I genuinely do. <laughs> I'm just kind no. of going and learning as I go. But yeah, I think I think what you're doing is really important, and I think it's you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. I, now I feel like I fished for that. Now I'm embarrassed. No, you but, did not. No, you the, did not. I, what I'm trying to say, you can cut that out. No, no, we can, I do, <laughs> dude, I don't cut out compliments. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't come from my parents. They come from somewhere <laughs> they stay in. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, um, what I, what, in terms of like what I'm trying to do is talk a little bit about the persona building that I go through. Right. And, and that's why I feel not terrible talking for long stretches of this conversation. Uh, because to some degree you will have studied this with some level of expertise. But one of the things that I like going back to that thing about putting yourself out there and, and being an amalgam of everything, um, I find that that is an empowering way to do things. And one of the things that I've always found from like just consuming a tremendous amount of podcasts is that uh, as long as you're trying to be sincere and vulnerable, like people will forgive you your douchebaggery. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because at least you're aware of the fact that you have the, cap the capacity to be a bit of a douchebag. Um, and so like, and, and whatever, I, I don't dwell on that shit myself and I'm not, I, I'm not taking shots at myself. I'm just saying like, um, without Instagram and without the podcast, I would not have made these steps and I would not have confront, confronted some very serious insecurities about being in public. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, but yeah, I do. I, I think that if you. I think that it's very possible for someone to have a diff entirely different experience within the same community than I have with Instagram. Because for me, it's mostly positive, right? Mm -hmm. For me, I, 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 and in fact, that might have something, I get more positive feedback from doing the show's Instagram than I do from my personal one. I also work much harder at that one than my personal one. I don't even use hashtags when I post on it, but, um, 
but there is a reward mechanism that's built in this that comes with validation and all of that, which is definitely one of the reasons that I do it. So um, I can also see how that would lead someone to feel very lonely if it wasn't working out, like if no one was listening yes. to my show. <laughs> yes. It, definitely. It hurt I me mean, very deeply. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it goes back to we learn through our own rewards and punishments, and, you know, again, that of others, the rewards yeah. and punishments of others. And, and the emulation, um, too. If we're not getting anything, um, Two, I mean, we're not, we're not necessarily learning, but we're not, um, that, that can go into, uh, self-efficacy too, and our own confidence levels. And that could be very detrimental to somebody's, um, uh, yeah, just, just general willingness to, to keep going with something or, Or there's cynicism towards the platform. I'm sure there are people that are listening to the show that have a much more cynical relationship. And I want and I want to tell them that it's valid. (laughs) Yes. It for sure is. There's times where I won't I'll I'll take like a month long break from it, at least. Um there's been and like I said, I have deleted every other platform. Like I've had Twitter, I've had Tumblr, I've had Facebook, I've had like Pinterest even, I've had pretty much any other, um, social media platform out there. I've deleted them all and just have done Instagram because it gets very overwhelming. Um, and even with Instagram, just having this one thing, uh, I will take, you know, month long breaks at times. And then there will be times when I will just post a lot during one week and I'll just have a lot of fun with it during that one week. And I'll get a lot out of it during that one week. Um, and then I'll get burnt out on it again. Um, what I need to start doing with the show's Instagram, uh, is I know that like, uh, that you can schedule posts. And if I just sit down and schedule like several weeks posts in a, in a row, I just won't be as overwhelmed right? Because sometimes you're in the mind space to post, sometimes you're not. And, and, and if you're in the mind space to post, but you only make one post, <laughs> it's inefficient, right? And so I think that that's kind of what hit me this week, where it's like, to sort of engage with promoting people's work on a weekly basis is starting to wear on me. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not in any specific, not, not because it has anything to do with them or anything like that, just like the commitment. And even with the podcast, I don't record every week. I record, you know, I do, I do a re- burst of recordings and then I chill for a little bit because I don't want to be like <laughs> years out <laughs> and then being ta- talking about topical shit that happened like, you know, <laughs> a, a month out or sure. two months out, right? So, um so, but, but yeah, the Instagram is tough even when you like it and even when it's working for you to some degree, you know, mm-hmm. so it's work. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's work for sure. And it, it requires a commitment and it's, um, it's something that I think that artists can get a lot out of, um, but and I don't think you necessarily need it to be an artist. Um, I've had no, this yeah. conversation with a lot of a lot of artists. Like, you don't need it to be an artist, but I think that it's definitely helpful. Yeah. Um, and I think that in today's day and age, it it's 
it's uh, increasingly helpful because you're you're potentially missing out on a lot of opportunities that are really only available um, through Instagram, like calls for entry and and stuff like and connections and just networking opportunities that are only available really through the platform. I've met so many people. I've met a majority of people on this show through Instagram. And and that's yep. like the, the, the main place where I do business because it's where most of the eyeballs are. Most of the eyeballs are not mm-hmm. on your website. And, exactly. you know, like, and, and if you're going to get any eyeballs on that website, you're going to want to, um, you know, use <laughs> something to get that traffic flowing. So, but even that is such a, you know, we are all marketers now as well, which is like part of this, like, uh, capitalist dream that <laughs> is getting a little out of control. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's another way that, I mean, artists can take control of their own work too yeah. and kind of cut out the, although it does also lead to theft. I've seen a couple artists, uh, talk about how they, yeah, that's uh, you, true. you know, that does happen, but that, I mean, that's going to happen either way. I think it's sort of one of those things that like people are just unscrupulous uh, so you either don't have your artwork up <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't happen or you do and it happens and then you have to address it, you know, but it's, it's pretty gauche for people to be doing that shit in this day and age. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, like one of the things that I want for this show is just a place for people to be valued <laughs> as human beings, not just as people that have these like, uh, you know, the whole artist, which is kind of what Instagram is about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not just the fact that, okay, you're out here making work, but you're a person living in the world and, and you, th- that's you're more what informs, than just the work. Yeah. That's what informs the work without experience. There is no work, right? That's where I, a lot of people come out coming out of grad school. It keeps coming up on the show. When you come out of grad school, you've not re- necessarily been in the real world and it may be hard to not to, to just continue your practice at that point. And a lot of people struggle with that and they have to reconnect uh, years later mm-hmm. after f- uh, turning away from it, you know? Oh yeah. And that's why, you know, like I was saying with the, you know, posting your, your daily life next to your artwork, you can make those sort of connections more easily. Um, I don't know, doing, doing stuff like that via Instagram, you don't necessarily have to do it to make those connections, but you could possibly make them more easily. But, but yeah, the, and I think that's one of the great things about this podcast, um, is that, you know, it's, it's not just about the work, it's about the the, the, the person themselves. It's basically, I'm just emulating comedy podcasts that would have comedians come on <laughs> and do funny shit instead of having them come on and do funny shit, which not all artists are funny. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they at least know how to have a conversation that's going to interest me. Um, you know, well, I so hope that, you found this interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, it, I hope I didn't talk too much. No, no, not <laughs> at all. You're such a good um, listener that I that sometimes I had to remind myself that I was doing an interview and not. But I but this is all very like uh rich uh fertile ground for me to explore. Uh and 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 uh and ex- and it's something that I do think about a lot. Like I mean, almost on a daily basis I'm thinking about Instagram. Right. To keep those algorithms, serve those algorithms, goddammit, so that it, my numbers yeah. don't drop. Uh, yeah. And then that's the other thing, like you have bots that inflate your numbers. So sometimes I'll be like, 
oh, I got 70 down. I, I, this story got 70 views. I'm being very transparent right now. And, and then I'm like, yeah. yeah, six of those, six to 10 of those views were just people that don't even follow me. They've just managed to have their bot zero in on me. So, so, so now I've started to like clear the cache and, and not just continuously post, but like, and then you, the, you drop bots. There's all these little fucking relationships you have with algorithms now. It's so strange. Yeah. Like the, the non-human presence yes. on Instagram. It's yeah. That's something I haven't explored as in depth, but, but yeah, the algorithm and the bots and the, yeah, it's very strange and very interesting and, um, uh, also very frustrating. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, well, it has been an absolute pleasure. I feel like, uh, I've tapped you for your resources and I would be torturing you to ask you more questions. <laughs> I'm no, sure you have more great. answers, but but two hours is exhausting, <laughs> dude. No, thanks for for having me on and for asking me to be a part of this. Like, oh, thank it's, you so it's much. It's been great. I don't know if I should disclose that you are a patron of the show, but I very much appreciate that, and uh, it means a lot to me because, yeah. like I said, you have been on a lot of podcasts, but I don't think you're giving money to all of them. So, <laughs> no, I. I, I mean, yeah, I am, um, willing to, I mean, just be supportive of this. I think what you're doing is great. And I know that, um, you're not necessarily doing it for, uh, big financial gain. And so oh, anyway that I can me. help. You don't know me. You don't, you only see the persona. I want to be oh, a billionaire. Okay. <laughs> but when I am, you're going to be the people that I'm like, these two guys right here. I'm actually, oh, okay. I'm a little offended that uh, Louis the Ham has not donated to the show, but he's a dog. So I'm going to you know, let that slide. Uh, but Tony I and I <laughs> were just talking about uh, if Louis did become uh, a if he started uh, becoming a patron, if what kind of artwork would he make? <laughs> it would all be paw based. <laughs> yeah. It, we thought that it would have to involve some sort of ham, obviously, yes. but yeah. Well, but, thank you so okay. much. Uh, and let's promote some of your stuff. What, what, uh, you, you have, uh, Bethany Irons at Bethany Irons on Instagram, which is a very good resource for you to inform people about the stuff you do. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and then my website is just bethanyirons.com. And you, uh, do you have any upcoming shows or anything like that? It's usually it needs to be pretty far in the future for anybody to get the plug, but at least I can promote the fact that you are in shows. Um, nothing that I could announce yet. Okay. Um, stuff that is in the works, but, um, nothing that I've like, signed contractually on yet. Okay. Um, but yeah, my, um, my dissertation, uh, is available become, online. Yeah. It'll be available online in a few weeks. Um, but it's called becoming within entangled spaces of artistic practice and illustrated autoethnography. It's, um, it's illustrated. Uh, so, um, it is available, uh, probably I would, I would imagine within the next, three weeks or so. Um, and I just want to remind yeah. you, it's uh, written by someone who is officially a doctor. So you should definitely read it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, well, it, it'll be out by when does it come out? It'll be out by the time that this posts, because or, or I'm assuming if if it's within the next couple months. Yeah, it should it should be. Yeah. Um, where do where do people just, go? Do you know, or you don't know until it's posted? Yeah, you should be able to um, just look up your just, name. Yeah, and um, it's actually published through uh, ProQuest. So if you go online to, I think it's just proquest.com it's a database um of dissertations you should be able to find it on there cool well congratulations on being a badass doctor quick question did you do you do you kids when you say graduate school you're talking about getting your dissertation you don't also have an mfa correct i do have an mfa jesus christ okay Um, so officially the smartest most educated person we've had on the show <laughs> yeah, when I when I say graduate school, I'm talking about the the MFA. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, you would have said doctorate school. See, that's how few doctors I talk I, to. Yeah. No. No. Um, no All it's, right. Uh, very impressive guest and well, published you're very, author. <laughs> you're very kind. Thank you. But but yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I I it was it was a very yeah. fun time and fun to revisit the the stuff. But yeah. Thanks. What's My Thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail.com and follow us on all social media at whatsmythesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else. Must feed brain.